This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries here in Bentonville, Arkansas. I'm back uh, with Rocky Fleming. Welcome, Rocky. Thanks, Brian. A happy New Year to you. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's a new new year, and uh, it's we're just, again, when we do these podcasts, we sometimes we know exactly what our topic is. Sometimes we just have a general idea, and we just trust the Spirit to, to inform what we might talk about. But uh, being a new year... I don't know about you, but I always think about what does God have in store? What's what are the plans? And I used to be I'm I'm a I'm a planner type, so yeah. I'm a goal setter and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Went to a Zig Ziglar conference years ago <laughs> and he talked about how you set goals and, uh-huh. and everyone's everyone who's come out of business probably has been exposed oh, to yeah. things like that in some form or another. But uh you know, and I, I uh it's as I've grown in my faith, it's like you have to weigh all that to this trusting God. That uh, who's outside of time, you know. We man sets calendars and time frames, and to he's eternal, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so anyway, that being said, I I, uh, I just thought we should maybe talk about uh, how you and I approach a new year and what what God's stirring in yeah. our hearts. And we had a meeting with our staff the other day, and one of our regional directors said he has one New Year's resolution to not make New Year's resolutions <laughs> <laughs> because he says they always get broken and so he just doesn't mess with it. And then know? he went on to talk about all the things he's going to do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It just sounded spiritual. Oh, right? it sounded good. <laughs> That's theory. Yeah, exactly. But I will say this. You know, I was I was raised in a business culture and mm-hmm. in that business culture I was trained to make goals. And, mm-hmm. and you know, the, the whole concept of goals had to do basically with Believe in what you can do and make yourself do it, and work in your plan, that type thing. And uh, it's interesting uh, when God began to, even in the business world, even in my in my business that I was in, God was beginning to shape me in my faith, even as a businessman. And and I, it's strange because in a culture that you that's you cut your teeth on on making plans and planning your work, that type thing, or working your plan. Uh, God just kind of shut the door on that. Hmm. And we began a, a process of the Matthew six thirty three passage about, you know, seek ye first the kingdom, God, his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. And I began to look at that as a, a directive for me as a businessman hmm. because I did see myself in a in a in a in business, but I was not a businessman who just happened to be a Christian. I was a follower of Christ mm. who happened to be a businessman. Right, and that's a different perspective. And so he began reshaping uh, my even in business about my dependence on him, and and plans uh, were not something that I would achieve, but what he would achieve. Now scriptures do talk about man plans his way. But God directs his steps. Right. And I think that there is a process of planning that comes from inspiration mm-hmm. when we seek him. Yeah. But I think the carrying out has got to be the work of the Spirit in our life, or otherwise we have another idol. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of people that have put their plans above all else. Yeah. 
all, all other people. Uh-huh. You know, and don't disrupt my plans because, you know, if you disrupt my plans, I won't be successful. And so, you know, I, I just feel like that God was preparing me to be in a faith ministry even when I was a businessman. Mm-hmm. And so approaching uh, ministry uh, plans like in 2023 is going to be different from a lot of people, even even people in uh, vocational ministry and in uh, churches. I know that they plan heavily, they budget heavily, all the things that they do. And I'm not faulting them on that. I'm just saying God took that away from me. He didn't let me depend on that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, just because we're in ministry doesn't mean we don't have things to do that mm-hmm. are and people expecting things and organization required and mm-hmm. even my, having to deal with money. And, you know, we we have to do a lot of the same things that the world has to do in, in other jobs, you know, just to help run this mm-hmm. this global ministry that's growing and all that. Well, we're stewards of God's resources. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to be practicing stewards. I mean, we can't be frivolous. We can't be poor stewards, uh, but it's not just a matter of the finances. It has to do with the, the uh, opportunities. Yeah, that's right. The spiritual gifts that we have, the favor we have. And and now that goes to the next thing, and that is that God has given us favor in expanding this ministry beyond our efforts to do so. Mm-hmm. So much of our organization is to follow him mm-hmm. and to support how we go and do that which he's called us to. Now, that's a what about this year? Well, that's going to be the way it's going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we have some things that are on the agenda as far as things that we've already, it's already begun, mm-hmm. right? And, and that was begun last year. And I mean, that was inspired last year and it hadn't been acted on yet. It's just been, it's just out there that we, we, we're going to have to start addressing some of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you've got additional people that are coming on staff because we have to. Right, right. Uh, you've got a, a movie that is being considered, mm-hmm. and um, you know that came from last year. And there's some plans to try to look into that. Yeah. And uh, so, bottom line is that yeah, we do plan, but but it's not an idol. We can't make it a god. No. There's kind of a. I'm thinking about the story of Mary and Martha. There's a tension between you know you have a, a Martha who was very organized and buttoned up and, mm-hmm. and really, you know, you need those people that are organized and can organize things and plan things. But she had the fault of being too organized and missing some important things. And then you got Mary who was sitting at Jesus' feet and he said, that's very, that's that's like the most necessary thing, but they're not to the exclusion of one another, I don't think. I think they work together. Well, Martha gets a bad rap sometimes. That's right. That's right. What we need to remember is what was set on the table on day eight was what Martha did for them. That's right. That's right. So, you know, there is a necessary deal there. But I think the Lord was just talking about, I don't think it, I don't think it's about the exclusion of that kind of work. I think it has to do with the, the richness of what goes on within our heart that works its way into the way we work. Mm-hmm. You do it as unto the Lord. That's right. And Mary was showing an example that she was trying to get the the, the the wisdom from God. But I can guarantee one thing, that it would have filtered into how she served. Mm-hmm. And um, and we just can't, you know, park on our panties and just say, that's it. Yeah. There's more to that. And James talks about that, saying, I'll show you my faith by my works. Yeah, you know? that's right. And, uh, I mean, there's always been that tension between always. between the two. Uh, I, you know, I, I, there's a, you know this, but uh, there's a prayer I pray nearly every day. And as I think about my life and this ministry, and it's Psalm 9017, 
Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Mm -hmm. And so it's asking for God's blessing and favor, but for him to show me the things that I need to to do, because it can be quickly overwhelming with thinking about the world and all the things, all the possibilities out there. And it can be overwhelming. It's like, God, show me my to-do list for today. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, even as I think about the year, Lord, show me the things that are on your heart that I can do, you know, you're, you're going to do all the heavy lifting. Just show me my part, what I need to do. You know, it's like climbing a mountain. We look at the mountain and we try to take that mountain in one leap. You can't do it. Yeah. You take that mountain with uh, steps mm-hmm. uh, headed in the right direction and navigation. And I kind of see that with, you know, my obedience to the Lord. I, I'm, I've got to I'm committed to making disciples. That's that's my mountain, right? Mm-hmm. I'm committed to making that mountain uh, climb the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm committed to that. That's right. I mean, that's my target. That's where I'm going. But I'm relying on him with helping me make the steps. Mm-hmm. Man plans his way, but God directs his steps. Yeah. <clears throat> and I've seen that in my involvement with the ministry 16 years now. I've seen God stirring some things like with a need or mm-hmm. a problem to solve or whatever, and it gets us thinking and praying. And then and then he it's usually well in advance of mm-hmm. when we need something and he gets us ready. You know, and if we just pay attention to those things and pray, he's helped us kind of like the virtual groups when that got started. Yeah. I mean, he had us well in advance thinking about it. We didn't know a pandemic was coming. I mean, that's just one example. Yeah. Um, lots of examples like that. But uh, well, let me interview you now. <laughs> I want to ask you, uh, Mary, yeah. <laughs> how are you keeping Martha in check? Because that's your deal. You're yeah. you're an organizer, and you're an organized guy, and you've got plans this next year. Sure. How do you process your uh, your plans for the 2023? Well, first of all. Um, I was uh, I was getting anxious about it, and I was thinking, Lord, Lord, I got to get a grip. I got to get Martha there. Yeah, uh, yeah, I got to get a grip on my. <laughs> I got to get a grip on twenty two three. The years are we're already on, mm-hmm. you know, January, mid January, and I don't even have all my goals set. And and I felt like I said, you don't need to get a grip. You need to let go. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. <laughs> and uh, and I and I said, okay, okay, I hear you. I hear you, Lord. And uh, and and then He also reminded me that. Right in front of my face, we have a situation with my wife's parents, you know, and her dad's been going through quite a time with a knee replacement, the surgery that turned into some some rough stuff. And they need us, you know, and, and it's kind of like you can set all the goals you want, but you got you got someone right that you love right in front of you that needs some help. So, there, you know, before you set any goals, make sure you're living it out at home first, like we talk in the journey. So he, he re- generally reminded me of that. Um but I'm going to go away tomorrow and spend the whole day just seeking the Lord and fasting and just just sitting with the Lord. What does that like, do for you? Like Mary. <laughs> what does that do for you? Well, I know it will be great. I'm excited about it. I, I know it'll. I know that He'll help me. He'll ease my fears and anxieties, and I know that He'll help me sort my thoughts about the things that are the most important uh, things. And I'm sure I'll take a lot of notes and journal and and come out of there with. Uh, I hope to come out of there with his plans for 2023, not my plans, yeah. his plans. And, I, and I'll be faithful to do whatever he needs me to do. You know, so. I knew that that was kind of a, a burden you carry when you the first day you came to work with us. Uh-huh. I don't know if you remember this. We went to lunch and then I started sharing with you all the opportunities we have and things that we need to address. And, this, that, and the other and the first thing you said to me, I haven't even been I haven't even been here a day and I'm already a week behind. <laughs> 
<laughs> totally, totally. So like, I said, oh, oh he takes a lot on himself there. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So um, you know, beyond beyond that, I, I will say this: that I like to have a word for the year, and and somebody told me they did that years ago, and I, mm-hmm. I like the idea. So kind of like asking the Lord, what's my word, central word for the year? And yeah. some people may not choose to do that, but I, I've enjoyed it. I've done it the last five years. And so this year I thought my word, the word I heard somebody talking about, really all we need to do is be faithful. That's all God's asking for is mm-hmm. just to be faithful. And I, I thought, man, I like that. I'm, that's going to be my word. Mm-hmm. But um, I was praying and doing some time with the Lord, and he dropped um, a different word on me. And so, and it wasn't, it wasn't expected, uh, but I knew it was from him and the word is love. Mm. And I was reading, I was reading, I, if you don't mind me sharing real quick no, here, no. I, I think it's really pretty amazing, but I, he dropped uh, 1 John 4, uh, I'm going to read this real quick, 7 through 21, and just see if it speaks to you and, and any of our listeners out there. So this is 1 John 4, starting in verse 7, beloved, let us love one another mm. for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God if we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. Of course, that got my attention. If, let me read that again. If we love one another, God abides in us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we sometimes we go, what is abiding about? You know, there's a little clue there. So in verse 13, picking it up. By this, we know that we abide in him and he in us because he's given us his, of his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So we have come to know and believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this, love is perfected with us, so that we may have confidence on the day of judgment, because as he is, so also we are in this world. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever has fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For for he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he's not seen. And this is the commandment we have from him. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. So, man, it just kind of hit me between the eyes. And I know I've read it before, but it just struck me in a new way about... If I'm not loving, I'm not abiding, and and so I want I want to make sure that I'm lo- loving well. I want to I want to love others well, mm-hmm. and and uh, and I know the only way I can do that is abide well, abide well, and, and let him because it, you know right. it's, it's through fruit. It's through him, it's through mm-hmm. his spirit, just like we share in the journey. It's Always a, it's, fruit, but but it's uh, it just hit me in a, just a different way for some reason. Uh, yeah. So that's my every day. I can kind of say, am I loving? Am I receiving love? Am I loving God? Am I loving others? And so anyway, that's we'll that's see where your, that... That's your word for the year. Love is my word for the year, yeah. You know what mine is? What's that? Fan the flame. <laughs> Fan the flame, okay. Yeah, you know, this uh, next year, Sally and I are going to be launching out with uh, our travels across the country, meeting with our journey people out there. 
and uh, the objective is to fan the flame of something that's already begun there. Mm. Just fan it into fire and encourage them and uh, love them. Just love them. Mm. And um, and I think that maybe that's what God does. He kind of gives us a a little bit of a, a kind of a, a vague vision of what's ahead. Yeah. Right? That's right. And I find it interesting that whenever he gives us a vision or something, he's already prepared us for that vision. Yeah, that's right. And then we walk in it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that, you know, I've, I kind of see I see what he's been doing with Sally and me to prepare us for this time. And we're kind of excited about it. Well, and, I, um, and I'm with you a lot. And I know you've been talking about this vision for a long time. So that's hard, yeah. So to your point. He's been preparing you mm-hmm. for this idea for a while, and you didn't run right out and do it. Mm-hmm. You waited for God's timing. I was you know, scared of it, it, honestly. It wasn't right before. No, I, I was. I'm scared of it. Uh, and I say that. I I, I just say, look, uh, at my age, it's kind of a situation to travel like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I do, I do believe God is is you know the protector and all the things that are necessary to enable somebody to do the work that he's called them to do. And there is a time of favor right now with people that uh, that it, it that allow it, God speaks to them uh, when I'm with them and to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I can't deny that. I can't run from it either. So I have to I have to accept it. But, you know, uh, the, the thing that was so difficult was trying to Ask the question: Is this something that I want, or is this something that God wants? And uh, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't prove of it if it was something that I wanted. Yeah, I really couldn't. I mean, right. it's just like I, no, I can't do that. I mean, that's too much. You know, I shouldn't do that. And but then I began to look at it from the other point, and I think the board and yourself helped me to see the benefit of it and and what it could be and. It's actually, I was concerned that I was going to be neglecting ministry to be doing this, mm-hmm. but I have determined that I'm really running into a new chapter of ministry mm-hmm. and fanning the flame of of our influencers out there in those regions. And, you know, a lot of times our leaders are neglected. They don't, they don't feel the love. They don't feel appreciated. And, mm-hmm. and I need to be a spokesman from the global board. Hmm. to be able to offer that. And, you know, those out-of-the-way people. We have people in 48 states That's right. in the country and yeah. 400 cities. Yeah. And there's so many people out there that I don't know. And and there are a lot of people that I know, but they have a lot of people that I don't know. And that's going to give us an opportunity to hear their stories. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep a blog on that so that we can share the story, stories of all these people across the country. Yeah. Yeah, I know that the newer the newer cities they sometimes can feel like they're on an island mm-hmm. off by themselves. You know, we try to get them plugged into different things yeah. like our prayer call and yeah. a champions call and all that, but a lot of times they just feel a little bit isolated. So yeah. this will be, I think it'll be great. Well, you know, I want to be prayed for on that because there are a lot of moving parts on the way, mm-hmm. and uh, and and that's what may be, makes me kind of. Uh, uh, reticent, you know, just thinking that there are some things out there that are bearables nowadays that a few years ago you didn't have some of the dangers, you didn't mm-hmm. have some of the other things that go along. You don't have some of the expense now, yeah, then that you have now, yeah. 
gas is high. <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, and yeah, you mentioned that you're going to write a, write a blog, and 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 we think we have a good name for it. Yeah, uh, you came up with that. I came up with it. It's called Triple A, right? Abiding across America, <laughs> right? <laughs> and uh, so you're going to be writing about the people you're encountering and taking pictures yeah. and sharing them with everybody on our website. So. What's the name? I wanted was Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think it's going to be great, and I and I love it. Uh, just that you're almost 78 years old this this yeah. spring, right, Rocky? Yeah, a and couple you, months. And, you you know, you would have never thought about having a life of leisure or no. just going to the beach. You know, I mean, you know, you, everything about you is always intentionally serving the Lord, and and yeah. I love that. Well, you know, it's not it's not the work ethic as much as it is the uh, stewardship. Yeah. Because when God invests time and effort in the development of man or woman, He's developing their character. He's developing their spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. He's he's developing the person for the vision that he has for. Them. Mm-hmm. And if we find ourselves in that vision, you've got a you got a you got a stewardship responsibility to to stay committed to it. You know, I was reading the scripture that you are created in Christ for good works, mm-hmm. and that you should walk in those good works. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? It means to you know walk in them. Yeah. I mean, when you've been created for something to do, you need to do it. And I don't see any end time on that one. Mm. I mean, when do you say, uh, I've done enough? I don't think I can ever do enough. Yeah. The only thing that would keep me out would be Sally or me's health, our health. But, you know, I'm depending on that. He's he's blessing us with that. And, um, but, as long as there's time, as long as there are opportunities, as long as there's favor, I've got I've got to be responsible. Mm-hmm. And that's not a, a labor; that's a love. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not a burden. Huh? <laughs> no, it's 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 a privilege. Uh-huh. I hate I, I would hate to think of myself as a person that that my strategy for life was leisure. Right. I mean, I like to sit out on my chair every now and then. I really do, and I like to fish or I like to do some things that are leisurely but I don't want a life of leisure yeah that's just that's seasoning on the meal it's not the meal and I think that when people get to that point especially followers of Christ and if they start seeing them their lives is irrelevant they make themselves irrelevant yeah yeah well and you and I've talked about it but there's this idea of the American dream is to make enough money amass enough wealth that you can live a life of leisure and contentment the rest of your life, right? Just, yeah. just don't have to worry about it. Do whatever, you know. And what I, and of course we, that's not from the Lord. That's not. That's you won't find that in Scripture. Yeah. Um, you see, you find negatives about it. <laughs> yeah, that's a world system kind mm-hmm. of thing that maybe the devil created or whatever. And, uh, and yeah, and, and that tends to be like, yeah, I can, I got enough money. No one can tell me what to do. I can just do what I want to do. It's all about me. You know, what about me? Yeah. Well, I've seen it from there. I mean, I've had enough samplings of of great times of leisure and trips and things like that in my life. But I can tell you there's nothing more satisfying than see a, a man or woman fall in love with Jesus. Yeah, that's right. And know that I've invested it into a person that that is an inter- eternal investment. Yeah. And one that I, I, I know that Jesus is smiling. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's why I always say that the, the answer to any kind of fruit that we bear, any activity we bear have, or any wisdom that we have, or any empowerment we have, is going to be abiding. Yeah. 
And and like you have said very clearly, it's a love connection. Mm-hmm. I mean, we love him because he loves us. Yeah. When you got love going for you, I mean, it just empowers you. And it's hard to love others if you just love, just spend all your time loving yourself, right? And then, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> there is a point that we need to give ourselves grace. Sure. Because I'm pretty bad about not doing that. And, yeah. And yeah. the Lord said, if you're going to give grace away, you got to give yourself grace. Because I'm one of those guys who beats, beats up on himself all the time. Yeah. I don't think I do enough. You know, that type. Yeah, there is a healthy love for ourselves that we need to have. It is. Seeing and, ourselves the way God sees us. And, it's, and, and the healthy love is embracing our sonship. Yeah. My yeah. sonship or daughtership. Right. You know, to release the orphan spirit. Mm-hmm. The orphan spirit is what keeps us from being able to receive the depth of love that he wants to give us. And, and it's that love that transforms us. Yeah, that's right. Um, I briefly, I want to address, you mentioned the movie, and, and we haven't mm-hmm. really talked much about that. But uh, through the years, we've had many people say, oh, Journey to the Inner Chamber would make a great movie. The yeah. the story of the the allegory of the of the castle and the moat and the refugee camp, but then also the Gabe story. Yeah. And, and uh, we never have quite figured out how we would do it necessarily. And and, and it just seemed like a good idea, maybe not a God idea in the past, but it's kind of gotten some recent fervor. And mm-hmm. so we're just testing the spirits, if you will, and kind of take, put, taking a few steps that direction just to kind of see if this is something God would have us do. And of course, if we did it, it wouldn't be just to be making a piece of entertainment. It would be a, a tool for people to, to, to whet their appetite, mm-hmm. to want to know this Lord and you know, know more about this ministry and hopefully get into a journey or, yeah. you know, so, so we're, yeah, I ask everybody out there who's here's this podcast to be praying for that. And uh, we're trying to figure out what the story would look like on screen and which parts would need to be tweaked a little bit to make it make sense mm-hmm. on screen and all that. And I'll be working a lot on that yeah. this year. And, and I, I'm a little, I feel a little intimidated about it like you did about the RV, but at the same time excited, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just seeing where God's going to take it. So. Well, that's way out of, out of my uh, lane as far as the movie's concerned. And I understand that there are some differences that, uh, that when you're writing a screenplay mm-hmm. from a book, right, you have to take some liberties. Yeah. You have to do some modifications. And, and you know, I've, like I've said to all of you, and that is, you know, the most important things, are you going to deliver the values? Are you going to deliver the values that the book has? about Christ, right. about the walk, about mm-hmm. the journey, yeah. about mentorship, about what it looks like to be a simple man who walks with Christ and mm-hmm. the difference he makes to his world around him. And that can be delivered in several different forms. And I'm not the guy that could do that. But I think that there's enough uh, stuff in there with uh, the first part that, that deals with uh, the refugee camp that you know you could do some things that are very interesting like we've seen with Lord of the Rings and various others that have uh, you know that dynamic in it with knights and things you know because we would want to reach more than just a Christian audience we want to reach non-believers even you know that would be intrigued enough to want to know more yeah I think, yeah you know there are a lot there there are some good faith-based movies out there and there's some that are not mm-hmm. and uh, I would prefer us not to have one that's not good. Right, exactly. Uh, and and how do you how do you qualify this good? Well, you know, again, I would want it to move to the end game, and the end game is that it will move people toward Christ. Mm-hmm. It would move people toward uh, it awakening their heart that there's a deeper place 
in his heart for us. Mm -hmm. And that's what the book does. Yeah. That's, that's right. the values of the book. And and I think a movie could do that, but I don't know if it would be done directly as much as indirectly, kind yeah. of messaging. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, the uh, C.S. Lewis stuff, you know, was that way. Mm -hmm. You know, the line, the rich, rich in the wardrobe, and much of his stuff was mm -hmm. allegory, but it was driven that way. So mm -hmm. was the writer of all the, the Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was a another disciple of Christ, and he was writing allegorical stories to convey the the war, mm -hmm. the spiritual war that's going on. That's so, right. And, you know, Pilgrim's Progress was that. I mean, there, there's so many things that have been written that are indirect messaging that resonates, goes from the heart, head to the heart, and lodges there. Mm -hmm. And a movie is visual. And there are a lot of things that can a movie can do about creating that heart connection mm -hmm. when they see the human drama. Mm -hmm. They see it. I try to write the human drama. Yeah. You know, I, I use a lot of words to describe pictures in my books. Mm -hmm. I even tell you what food tastes like. <laughs> right? I'm always hungry after I read one of your books. <laughs> but a movie, it's going to have a different medium. It's going to be able to demonstrate it visually. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to have interaction with people. I don't know how you convey the thoughts that are, you know, in the book, but that's the challenge, right? Yeah. yeah. And we're a media hungry uh, generation right oh, yeah. now. I mean, look at all the people streaming stuff like crazy on Netflix and Prime Video and all that, you know, and, and a lot of it is not edifying to the soul, you know, and even mm -hmm. I think even Christians, I'm even guilty of it, of watching stuff that you go, uh, you feel almost dirty after you watch it like why did I even want you because you, you find out it's got bad language and just I don't know I think there's a need for Christ to be glorified in all that well there's a need for good entertainment that's okay right. uh -huh. there's good entertainment that's needed yeah yeah and I mean look at Top Gun or Maverick I mean, <laughs> that, that's amazing movie right uh -huh. and there was hardly no bad language or anything in there well, and I've been amazed The Chosen has been wildly popular, oh, yeah. you know, and that was just an idea. They crowdfunded it, and, and it's mm. it's millions of people are watching that now. It's well, the, the, point the point is is that people are wanting some good entertainment. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't think if we—I feel like if we have a movie, then it needs to be good entertainment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, I, I do believe that. I think it needs to be a good movie. I think it needs to be characterized that way. But I think there's a way to deliver values. Mm. And messaging, yeah, and uh, and I'm okay with it being indirect. Mm -hmm. I am if it if the end game eventually leads to making disciples. That's right. That's right. And I'm sure I, you know, I'm picturing the end of the screen, you know, with the influencers logo saying, "For more information, how to start your journey, could be. contact influence." You know, who, who knows? But uh, it could be something that churches can use. Could be. But, you know, I'd like to see it go into media and it just be accepted by media audiences that in a lot of ways they don't even know it's faith-based. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It just, it grabs them. It sneaks up on them. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, and I think some of your books do that. They kind of sneak up on you, you yeah. know, and that's that's good. So, well, good. Well, we're out of time, but uh, it's it's fun to think and dream together and just see mm -hmm. what God has in store. It'll be next year. We'll see what he did in 2023. Yeah, right? so, yeah uh, we'll have an archive. Here, right? <laughs> yeah, but one one day at a time, one, one prayer at a time. One step up the mountain at a time. That's right. That's right. Great. 
All right. Well, anyway, this has been the Influencers Network podcast. And uh, if you if you didn't catch our journey podcast series, uh, we went through every session of the journey. You could uh, be really helpful for guides, especially to to just ha- hear a perspective from different leaders talking about the different topics in the journey. Those are all on our website under the podcast page and uh, or anywhere you stream your podcast on Google, Apple, Spotify. You can find us now. But uh, anyway, we uh, we're excited for this year. Hope you are and uh, hope you're you're part of this ministry. Hope you are. Uh, finding your place and and what God has for you out there. So uh, my name is Brian Craig. I'm executive director for Influencers Global Ministries, and I'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you.